0: Good morning, fam. How we doing, dude? Love the early mornings, man. Big fan. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a hot second since I've had my uh, injury. I haven't been up this early. I've been taking advantage of sleeping in because I've been going to the gym. So, but we're here.
1: Tom, doing all right? Early morning. Got to let the dog out. Be right back.
2: Tom, there we go. fucking go on. Camera, I forgot to turn my camera on. Oops. I'm just sitting there on off camera, like he's sitting there. <laughs> out on the
0: can everyone turn their cameras on?
2: Everyone, turn their cameras, on so we can take attendance and make sure you're paying attention, please. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the first ballot podcast. My name is Phil Harrison. I'm Jeff Waller, and I'll introduce Tom because he's letting the dog in. Oh, no, he's back. Say a little, say a little hi. I'm Thomas. Then. I'm
1: Tom McNevin.
2: Um. Uh,
0: so glad you could join us uh today uh we're gonna be going over our picks for the weekend uh with the sweet 16 elite eight gonna change up just a little bit so we'll do picks this morning and then we'll put a pot up on saturday morning for picks for the elite eight um so we're gonna do uh two days of picks here um, five each and uh, a little of everything. Uh, I think we're gonna recap real fast just how we did on the last go round. Um, yeah it
2: was uh, probably I, championship weekend because we didn't do we didn't do picks last week because you united the bracket. That's right,
0: that's right. So uh well, which, we talk
2: about our brackets how those are <laughs> the that.
0: brackets in flames my bracket is in flames. Um, how so. your-
1: <laughs> I might have the worst bar- bracket in the country
0: uh both my champions are out so
1: okay, both yours my, is worse than, yours is worse than mine then my yeah.
0: my my championship is done and i have one final four team left
2: all right so before i tell you how mine is because mine's still okay but so when we did our first ballot podcast bracket pool i posted a new bracket pool but everyone else joined the old one from last year so I am locked out of our bracket pool. <laughs> so it's me and some rando and I have no idea who it is in the new one I made. And then like seven people like Kinnerblum, Matt Lowe, Aaron, Elo, they're in the, they're in the old one. Love it. I can't see it. So I can't update. It. I don't know how it's going. Aaron just was like, aren't you in this? And I was like, no, what are you guys doing? So how our bracket pools is going, um, I have, I have my full final four left. I have six. Oh, of then you're list. definitely coasting then. I'm, I'm fine. I, I ended up now, if we go off our little mini pool, we did on the gut reactions. My bracket's a goddamn disaster because I had Purdue in the final four. So we're okay. It's not great. But yes, our our bracket pool that we have with our friends, I am, I believe, still in second place because you picked enough games right in the first and second round. I'm actually behind you, but that will probably change today as long as I don't go over. But that is how the bracket is going. But,
0: um,
2: how did you do last week in your picks? Well, the last time we championship did, weekend uh, this show championship weekend. Uh, I went three and two with a win on Penn State plus four versus Indiana in the Big Ten semifinals. Uh the Memphis Tulane under 161 and a half was a win for me. And the Houston Cincinnati under 135 and a half in the American was also a win for me. I lost the Vanderbilt plus six brutal because they just got smashed by AM. And then the Duke money line parlayed with the over against Virginia, lost because the over didn't even come close at 123 and a half which is like on principle I won't bet anything under like 120 like 125. I just won't I just will not do it I will bet it to make it as exciting as possible because if if I'm getting that under in a college basketball game I'm like I don't even want to watch this like I'm not watching yeah. a understandable rock fight. <laughs> understandable uh all right in mine uh
0: let's see uh I took a win for Curry to have 40 plus in the stat. Uh, actually, that night he went off. Uh, I remember because I was watching. He had only, he scored 22 points in the last seven minutes in, of the fourth quarter and overtime. Um, so that helped us secure that win. Uh, Kings versus Suns over 240 took a W there. Uh, two team parlay Grizz and Boston took a W there. To be determined W, Seattle Mariners make the playoffs minus, minus 185, and then Kansas and Texas over. I took an L in the Big 12 championship game because Kansas took a big fat L in, in that game and didn't come out in the second half. So, Tom, how
1: about you? I also had the t- Kansas-Texas over. Texas did their part. Kansas did not. Nope. Um, got a win on Arizona money line. Kind of lucked out there. I had a win on Arizona-UCLA, both teams to not score 65-plus. That was a nice one. Um, San Diego State minus two in their conference championship. And then uh, my last L, I went three and two. Brandon Miller, I had four plus threes, got in foul trouble, sat out most of the first half. I don't think he scored in the first half. I don't think he did either. Came out and made three threes in the second half. So that was unfortunate. But overall, hit a plus 208, even money, and then uh, San Diego State minus two. So three and two, I'll take it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's dive into our picks for this weekend. Um, I think we've all got college picks. Uh, I mean, that's really what's going on. So not going to be venturing too far off today so i'm um, so in a the couple college nba ones on saturday but i'm not my, yeah that's not where my focus is today same 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 so we're gonna be pretty locked into the college basketball um all right who would who's
2: the winner last week um we all went three well we all with you because you picked the mariners to make the playoffs as a futures bet so you went three and one so technically so by all right
0: all right uh all right well i'll get started um i'm gonna start with creighton princeton uh i know it's a lot of points but i am going to take the 10 for creighton um they have looked really good i princeton shouldn't surprise anyone at this point uh because we've seen all the upsets um as far as how teams do at this point um let's see here uh the lowest seed to meet so a 15 seed has only made it to the, to the elite eight once. Um, and that was St. Peter's. Um, and we've had a 15 seed make it this far. Um, two of them, St. Peter's and Florida Gulf coast, make it to the sweet 16. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that at this point time runs out Creighton is a very smart team. Um, I, it, tournament comes down to guard play. I'm going to talk about Ryan Nebhardt in a second, and I just don't see Ryan Nebhardt losing this game. And I think Creighton just goes in and takes care of business.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I have nothing to do with this game, but I, 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 I don't, I just don't think it's going to be a good night for Princeton.
0: There's got to be one just snooze fest of a ga- There's always one snooze fest of a game. I think the today's schedule slate is better than Friday's slate, but.
2: Yeah, I, I just don't think Princeton. I mean, I, I haven't watched a Princeton basketball game all year. Um, even in the first and second round, I took a nap during the Arizona game. So Sullivan watched him, still not taking him.
0: Yep. All right,
2: who's next? Tom, go ahead. Uh, I took
1: Texas minus four. Uh, Last three games, Texas is shooting over 50% from the field in all three games. They are just shooting the lights out. Like they shot 7% from three against Penn State and still shot 50% from the floor and scored 71 points. Like they are just rolling offensively. And I just don't think. There's anybody that can slow them down. So Texas minus four, the Longhorn train keeps rolling.
2: My, f- uh, go Was ahead. I- no, I- no go, go for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's going to be a good game, but I do think Texas seals the deal mm-hmm. late. that's the one thing on these spreads like there's just been so many like bad beats where it's like they're within the margin and just something. It just it's so weird just because it's like all of a sudden these people, they're just these random baskets that get scored like it could be in a blink of an eye. Within 30 seconds, Xavier could be covering and then just like all of a sudden it's not because they miss they miss shots. Texas goes up late. It just it's so weird with the with the low point totals. I don't actually remember where I was really going with that, but bucket. Um my first one today, Tennessee minus five and a half versus FAU. I think FAU runs into a defensive buzz saw that they're not ready to handle here tonight. Now, I could I could be wrong here, as I could be with all of these picks and I'm rightfully own it, but Tennessee's good. Tennessee rolled into that second-round game as three-and-a-half-point dogs and won by, like, almost ten. I think it was ten points. Uh, Tennessee is not – I don't think the point guard being out was as big of a factor because that team is very, very good defensively. I think FAU runs and guns, and I think they're going to have a hard time. Like, if those kids are getting clamped up, they're not putting up a lot of points. I don't think they're going to keep up with Tennessee tonight.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, don't think this is the other snooze fest I have. Um, when, uh, this is the snooze fest I have for tonight. I don't think they keep up either. Um, I will just go to that one. Uh, since this is one of my picks, I like the, uh, under and that game. Where am I at here? Uh, I know that's it, not a lot of points, 129 and <clears> a <throat> half. So it makes me a little nervous. But uh, looking at Tennessee in the tournament, they have been under both games uh, versus Duke. Uh, the, they were under at 127 uh, of their last four. They are three or four for hitting the under. Um, they slow the game down. Um, and versus an inferior opponent, I also like the same. I don't necessarily see, you know, a game where, FAU, it's run and gun. And so, versus the inferior opponent, um, I also really like the under.
1: Love it. Uh, my next one, I'm going to Anton Watson over half a three made. So, one three at plus 112. Um, over his last four, Anton Watson has shot 11 threes. He's just kind of found his confidence shooting the three. Got to make one. Got to make one. That's it. He shot 11 over the last four games. That's almost three a game. You
2: got to make one. Here's the – yeah, that's actually hilarious. Now, a side note, not on Watson, but Timmy's three last game. Oh my god! It was like
0: such a game changer I, I, three, and I such a no 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 yeah. no yes. I,
2: I literally looked over because we were in Phoenix and we're with Aaron Woods and we're all watching the game together. And I look over and I'm like, Phil is Phil is screaming right now, like he's I probably was. losing his fucking mind. And that was Drew Timmy's third made three of the entire season. Yep. So if you had a Drew Timmy three pointer <laughs> made, probably on <laughs> that, it was probably like plus five hundred plus 600. The kid only made three threes all year. Oh, I, I mean, like I
0: said, I was watching the game, and Sean and I were screaming, no, 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 because he, he pumped... I was like, okay, good. He didn't do it. And when he's been doing a really good job is like that, it and B does the same thing. It's a slow, long pump, and he gets guys and then he drives. And I was like, okay, he's not gonna pull it. And then when he fucking went between the legs and pulled up, I was like, no, no, no. But Tom, to your point, it was the momentum change in the game. I I I think if he misses that, I'm not saying G loses, but I think that made make was like, okay.
2: Like We're Timmy's good. so locked in, yeah. If he misses that, there's a lot of oxygen leaving the fans of the gun. There's a lot of oxygen pouring yes. out of the Gonzaga fans in the stands. Like they're like, oh my god! Because yeah. I, I same thing. I was like, I'm pretty sure I was like, Jesus Christ! And then he drained it, and I was like, I'm done. Like this is he's he's hitting he's hitting James Harden step backs here. Like what are we doing? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, like Anton one. I I wonder how many he will shoot tonight, but he's again <laughs> he's he's gotta hit one sometime. Um, I also have a Gonzaga player prop in Drew Timmy's points over 19 and a half. He he he's got he's gotta be it tonight. He, we all know he's gonna shoot enough to get to 20. Drew Timmy is going to physically shoot enough times to get to 20. So I'm also kind of on the Tom train where it's like, you shoot that much. He's probably taken in the neighborhood of nine plus free throws to like 13, 14 field goal attempts in this game. He shoots very well from the floor. Like where I'm not overly concerned. And I don't think, I don't think UCLA's matchup against him. I really don't see a massive advantage one way. I'm going to go with Drew over 19 and a half points at minus 130. Hey.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to make my screen big so I can see this full no, you're good. thing. I'm allergic to the I
2: got to go blow my nose.
0: <laughs> I'm on my iPad. Uh all right, my next one is uh give me the oops. Oh
1: my god. Please
0: thank you. Uh give me the under in uh Miami and Houston. Uh both teams, uh, looking at their records, they're both, well, Houston's 14-16 over-under comparatively, and Miami is 13-16 and over-under. Uh, give me the under in this game of 138. Um, Houston just, I, I, Miami likes to move it a little bit, um, and so I can see Houston just, once again, just absolutely dictating the pace, um, so give me that.
1: Water, I am on a Drew Timmy prop as well but I have Drew Timmy over or 18 plus points and Gonzaga to win uh, 9 of his last 12 he's had 18 or more and I think he's a matchup nightmare for UCLA just because he gets people in foul trouble he, let's, let's call a spade a spade Drew Timmy travels repeatedly and flops he flops and he travels repeatedly. His footwork, footwork, gets people into foul trouble because he travels, and so they think he's going up, and then he doesn't, and then he goes up. And UCLA is just not deep enough, especially at at the bigs. Yeah, like they have so many injuries; they're not big enough to handle foul trouble. That Hawkins is going to end up in foul trouble, and. They're screwed. If Hawkes gets into any foul trouble, they are in huge trouble. Yeah, this this is goes
0: back to why when the matchup first came out and I with
1: GU, and I was like, if they can get
0: past TCU, I really like their chance to get to the eight. Because UCLA does not have the big man to bother Timmy. Like that was that was one thing TCU didn't really do, is they really didn't double him a whole lot. And if you're gonna single cover Timmy, like Like my my issue always with Timmy all year was like he was doubled a lot and he never he always would play into a double. And if you're gonna single cover him, like all right, like good luck to you, because to your point, his footwork and his ability to get guys in foul trouble, like he knows what he's doing when he's single covered. So I do I really like
1: that. You also you you also have to assume that Hawkes is gonna guard him too. Because I wouldn't he's not he's he's not hot isn't big enough to guard anton watson i
0: yes but we don't post up watson a whole lot and you're gonna need hot to score points i i I wouldn't put him on there because i don't want to get him
1: in foul trouble but then i mean timmy's gonna go
2: circles around your big bona or whatever his name is bonu i think yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's the I think that's the big problem. I think that's the, that's the problem that, in my opinion, Vegas is overlooking is I know UCLA is a great basketball team, a top three team in Ken Palm because they do it all, but their best defender is not playing. If that kid was able to guard Watson in this game, you could then afford to move probably Hawkes to Timmy and then have the other kid down low, but you don't, because you, you can't just defend your Timmy with one big like TCU had to double him all over the place. And then that leaves Watson wide open. Like if Gonzaga moves either of those two guys into like you move Timmy low block, you put Anton up top. I mean, there's just not, there's nothing you can do. Like you see like that jump against both of them. There, there's a massive size diff. There's a massive size problem for UCLA where the only thing you can do is foul them and play them very rough. Like, it's not going to work all night. Like, you no, see, Hawke's is going to have to go for 20. Like I, I mean, is, Hawke's is going to get his. He's going to have to. He well, he's going to
0: get his because Timmy's going to, oh, no, they'll no, no, put Watson on him. Who am I kidding? They're
2: putting Watson on him. And the other problem is, too, your point guard, Tiger Campbell, didn't hit a fucking shot last game, didn't hit a single bucket from the floor. He was 12 all on the line. Like, I, I Look, I'm not being Mr. Gonzaga Homer here. I'm, you know, I would never. I'm not gonna do that. But I don't know. I don't understand the Tiger Campbell love. I don't get it. I don't get it personally. I don't think he's very good. I think there's a I reason. I love him. I think there's. I a, like him. I think there's a reason you're a five year in college point guard. Like I don't think he's see like some of the talk on Tiger Campbell makes him look. Like he's going in the first fucking round of the draft, and it's like you're not. He's not. No. Uh, he's just severely undersized. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like he's a, he's a good point guard. Like he's good, but it's like we're falling out of the mouth over a guy who, in the second round of the NCAA tournament, like they blew like a massive lead, let a team back in. This kid's going 0 for 7 from the floor. Like, I granted it happens sometimes, but you can't have it from a super senior guard. No, the, yeah. the other big
1: problem for UCLA, too, is David Singleton. Like, they're talking about how he's fine. He, he, like, did not couldn't, look he couldn't walk. Yeah, he did not look fine. So even if he plays, like, is he going to guard Julian Strother? Probably not. Is he going to guard Rashir Bolton? Probably.
2: Who's going to be Bolton's, on Strother? Armani Bailey?
1: Probably um, Bailey, I would think. But, like, he's not, like, athlete, like he's not fast enough to hang with straw they're just coming off screens yeah
2: no and for all of this reason i'll do my next pick right now i think it's my turn right Mm -hmm. yes it's gonzaga money line at plus 105 i i said at the beginning i was like i'm still in ucla i'm now i'm completely reversed no i just it's going to be close i'm not thinking it is not going to be some massive blowout no
0: it it should be a close game the good news is do you
2: knows how to play a team like this
0: i UCLA is like 300th and 300 something in pace and Gonzaga's top 20 in pace. Um, So they're, they're accustomed to playing a a team that likes to slow down. I mean, that's what half the WCC tries to do to them. So this is not something they're not used to. Um, But the matchup is a nice matchup for Gio. You yes, they play defense, but they're not a big team. You have to be super big. You can be physical. That does get Gonzaga off their mark, but you, you also need to be big to slow Timmy. Uh, UCLA is 330th in pace.
1: UCLA is St. Mary's, but better. Yes. St. Mary's with talent. Literally exactly the same team. Yep. Yep.
0: And Gonzaga is 16th in pace. So,
2: um, all right. They just have to, they just have to force UCLA to play faster pace. Like, they just have to... Yeah. Make them, I mean, you gotta just get bucket and, it, and it's attacking down low relentlessly is what we have to do just to get those guys off their heels. And that's it. I mean, I really, I mean, Hawkes, yeah, he's gonna get hit, he's gonna get to the line a bunch, but Watson, God, Anton is that is that is that's that sucks. Anyone who has to get guarded by him, that just sucks for them.
1: I just think too, like. I would love to see Nolan Hickman pressure Tiger Campbell the entire way up the floor. Yeah, just and put uh, in Silas in. The whole game.
0: Yeah, put Silas in and
2: just... Yeah, make Tiger make a shot. shot. Mm-hmm. Make Tiger... Not make- even
1: that. Like, make him work for it. Like, don't put on, like, a full-court press. Do Oh,
0: like, I want him to press. I want, I want him to speed UCLA up. I hope we run some press tomorrow. But,
1: like, I Here hope tonight. that they just make him make him take seven seconds to get the ball across half. Yeah. And I like really, really work for it. Um, <sighs>
0: all right. My next one, I got Brandon Miller to make two threes and Bama win is minus minus one thirty nine. Um, I think that this is just a, a, a pretty easy pick. He hasn't really played super well. Um, in the tournament. Um, I mean, his first game, he didn't score. He had 19 seven played better. Um, the, the last go around, uh, but he did t- two threes versus Maryland. Um, and if he's going to be a top five pick, I would like to see a top five effort. So give me, I do think Bama is going to win. I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, but give me that the, um, yeah, Brandon Miller hits two threes um, with the Bama win, minus 139. Um, to you.
1: Uh, my next one's another player prop. Uh, Dylan, I, I can't remember if it's like Dissu, <laughs> Dissu. Anyway, uh, over 13 and a half points, five of his last eight, he's had 14 or more. And again, I just think Texas rolls. Honestly, I think Texas is going to beat the shit out of Xavier, if we're being completely honest. I think Texas is the hottest team in the tournament right now.
2: Yeah. Bill, by the way, your parlay 20 wins 14. That's that's your minus 139. I actually am. Yep. I'm probably going to hit that tonight. I, I I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's me. Uh, yep. Well, we just moved. We can just move quickly on this one because I I also have the Houston Miami under 138. I I just think Miami's gonna have a hard time scoring. And I know I know that probably I know that Houston's gonna probably net anywhere from 60 to 75 points. And if you're giving me a seven and a half point spread, even if Houston's at the high end of that at 75, if they win by eight, it's an uh, it's under. Would that be under? Yes, it would be. It'd be 137. So I don't think again like with most of with most of my math on Houston's ability to score it's they're not they're not really going to it's not often that Houston scores a like Houston's not averaging 75 points a game. So that's kind of what they have to get to. Oh, they they actually are. Houston's averaging 74.9, but that's against American conference opponents and the non-conference, which sways it on the road in neutral site games, Houston's around 72. So yeah, I like the under in this one. I know Miami can score, but I mean, Houston was down 10 at halftime against Auburn. And I mean, Houston was down 10 and ended up by like 10 points. Like if Houston figures it out on defense, again, it's just like, just like Tennessee, you can't score on these guys. You you it's a very, very tough day at the office for anyone who plays Houston. So Yeah. I yeah,
0: I agree. Uh all right, my next one, and this is my last one, Ryan Abhard, uh over four assists at plus one oh six. Um, he averages about four. He Averages 3.9 assists a game, so that's a little under his average. But um, his last two tournament games, he's uh, only had two and three assists, so performing below his average. Um, And like I said, I expect that uh, Creighton is just going to eat up uh, Princeton, and I expect Nebhard, who did have 30 the last game, um, but that was what was and he is very much a player who does what is needed and asked of him. So give me Nebhard four plus assists. Uh,
1: My last one, I know we're not supposed to do them like this anymore. This is a field pick. I'm going K-State money line. They're dogs against Kentucky and Michigan State's not Kentucky.
2: I mean, I... I don't think you're in the wrong for doing a feeling pick when the spreads one and a half, because I think that's even where Vegas is. It's like, they don't really, I mean, they're, 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 this spread is not seven for a reason. It's like, because these two are exactly the same. Like even Ken Palm's predicting this to be a one point game right at the total. Like no one knows it comes. There's a million variables you could pick. I think that's going to be a really
0: exciting game. I'm, uh, Tom, I don't fault you. I'm just, I'm going to wait to see what happens with Michigan State. uh, When, if they win, then I will look to probably have a few state bets here on Saturday. Uh, Izzo is 23 and seven when you were playing him the second uh, day of the weekend, um, whether it's sweet 16, elite eight or in first round. Um, And the last time Izzo was a seven seed, Uh, he made it and he made it to sweet 16. He did make it to the final four and the last two uh, regional finals that were in uh, MSG, the seven seed ended up winning. So uh, don't fault you for your pick, uh, but throw all those stats out to say, just be, uh,
2: be wary. Well, I think that's why they're favored is because of Izzo. Yeah. And they should be all the analysis I've, I've listened to on this game. Is that they're just like there's like well Tom Izzo well it's Tom Izzo well Tom Izzo is really good coach, and it's like okay, so we're basically saying these teams are exactly even, like they're the same level of talent, but it's like well Tom Izzo's there, so you go okay, and that's what that's my conclusion is that it's like okay we just really like Tom Izzo in these situations. It's not so understandably so. I don't. I don't disagree with it. I just think it's a very. It's like, yeah, well, these teams are. It's basically a fucking crapshoot. But we got Izzo. It's like, okay, oh, well, experienced coach, I guess. Yep. Yeah. All right, Walla. What's your last pick? Uh, last one is San Diego State to cover the seven and a half against Bama. I'm going to say this. I think it's going to be like at six or seven, though. I I just think San Diego State, as Tom said it before we started recording, <laughs> Alabama. This is this is Alabama's toughest test to the final four. I think it's this one. um, there is a reason I took San Diego State to be in this spot because they are absolutely elite defensively. while I do think your Brandon Miller player prop will hit i do think I do like him for two. I don't like him for any more than that i I think they're like they, they're playing a team that's very good defensively like they're elite they're they're and unless the train gets derailed. Actually, that's really not the best analogy to use. And, um, uh, shout out Ohio. But like, here's the thing I don't like, I just don't really like that no- total number. I know Alabama's an offensive juggernaut and they're pretty good defensively too. But San Diego State can clamp you. They can absolutely clamp you. And so, I also kind of lean toward the under in this game as well. I think that if anything happens, if San Diego State can't I like the under the, in this game,
0: if I like the under this game, if
2: San Diego State can't cover the seven and a half. I still like the under because I don't think San Diego State will do their part offensively. No. Like I if they, like they fall off late and Bama starts putting it to them, San Diego State doesn't isn't fast enough to keep up. Yeah. So I probably will also hit the under in this game, but I, I'm gonna stick with my gut though, and that San Diego State covers this seven and a half.
0: Yep. Uh
2: all right. Uh hot seat, hot seat for Thomas. Hot here seat me, for guys. Tom. All right, Tom. We're playing a new game today. Hot seat. You're gonna get hit with just three off the cut. You get like two sentences to back up why you're choosing it if you do. Um, I got some baseball props for you here because we are at opening day next. Is it next Friday? Yeah. Or it no, Friday? it's a week from today. Thursday. Thursday is opening day. Also, also the Mariners tickets for opening day are surprisingly cheap right now.
1: I'm going to need, Waller. I'm going to need you to do me a solid and go to the game on Saturday. I'm going probably with Colin Lloyd. I'm going. Okay. The, the Julio bobblehead night. Oh,
2: you're going to task me with getting you one of those. Yeah. I'm going to need you to do that. So last year was the magnet <laughs> schedule. All right. <laughs> if I only get one though. You're going to be paying me for that one. All right. If you get a Julio bobblehead, I will buy your ticket. Fine. Okay. Okay. Then I'm sitting sitting lower. I'm sitting a little bit closer to home plate than you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. All right. First one, hot stove, hot stove, hot seat, whatever you want to call this one. Hot stove for baseball is kind of nice. Arizona Diamondbacks, over 74 and a half wins. Go.
1: Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go under just because of the division they play in. Um, and obviously you don't play as many division games as you used to, but when you play the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants as many times as you do, and you're still kind of in that rebuild mode, um, it's tough. Carson Kelly broke his arm the other day. That's tough for offense kyle lewis could be super super helpful to them he could be an injury prone kind of dink so uh, i'm gonna go under
2: okay here's a really close very like right on the fringe odds team to make the playoffs it's the team i'm wearing right now the cleveland guardians cleveland guardians to make the playoffs true or false What's the what are the odds on it? You're getting Cleveland Guardians. You're getting minus one forty five. Yes, no, plus one fifteen. Um, kind of comes down to the twist oh, in that division, in my opinion. But I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go
1: yes, just because of the division they play in. Um, you know, you play the Tigers a bunch, play the Royals a bunch. They stink. They have a decent rotation. Uh, I believe the Cleveland Guardians added my boy Mike Zanino to the squad this this offseason. So, surprising pop coming from the catcher position. And then Josh Bell, Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan. I'm going, yes.
2: Okay. Uh, then we're going to do one more. We're going to do one more win total here. Because I can't get the intricate props on what I'm looking at right now. Cause I saw some like for stolen bases and stuff. We'll go in our division with the Angels. Win total 81 and a half over or under. Ugh, gross. We're um minus 130 for the over and even odds on under.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's not very many wins, right? You're assuming. Otani and Trout stay healthy, and Anthony Rendon kind of comes back to form a little bit. I kind of forget that he's there. Their big problem is pitching, obviously, always has been, but I think they have enough. Um, I think they have enough in the lineup to get, them, to get them 82 wins.
2: So you're going to go with yes on the Angels winning. You're basically betting on a winning record at this point. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean... Angels to be 1 over 500.
1: Yeah. Like, lineup decent, but rotation, not great except for Otani, but you add Tyler Anderson. uh, You hope Reed Detmers kind of takes that next step up. He's still young, but you kind of hope he kind of takes that next step. And you have three, one really good starter, two decent ones, and then Trout, Walsh, Otani, Rendon, Rengifo. They added Hunter Renfro, I think. So I'd go over.
2: All right, we'll see how you do. I'm tracking it. Tom on the hot stove, hot seat. Hot stove. All right, fellas. Well, that'll do it for us for today.
0: Uh, We'll be back on Saturday morning with some more bets. Good luck to everyone. Uh, have fun with the tournament. Go Zags. Go
2: Zags. It's horns a great down. day of work, boys. so Musketeers. <laughs> Let's, go. <clears throat> Let's go. Let's go. We're just we're just doing this horns down at each other, not saying anything.
1: Later, y'all. No, horns up for Rodney Terry. No truth. Horns real down life for Gus, work right real now. Real life, Gus Spring. <laughs> Jesus